Well, it's great to be with you all this evening. If you have your Bibles, you can open up to Psalm 86. Psalm 86, verses 10 and 11. They read, For thou art great, and doest wondrous things. Thou art God alone. Teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. Psalm 25, verses 4 and 5. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth and teach me. For thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Proverbs 22, verse 6, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. When we come to Christ, we are not experts. When we first come to know Jesus Christ, we are not experts. If we liken this Christian walk, this relationship with Christ, to swimming, for instance, we don't know how to swim yet when we first take to the edge of the pool. The past few weeks I've spent considerable time at a pool. The kids are learning how to swim. When we first come to Christ, we don't know the principles, we don't know the motions, we aren't versed in the different strokes, we don't know the advanced ideals of Christianity or for this purpose swimming, let alone the basic fundamentals. When we come to Christ, we're not experts. We grow in the knowledge of the Lord. We grow in wisdom and in stature, in favor with God and with man. We have to learn. You see, we can believe in swimming. I can sign up for lessons. I can buy a bathing suit. I can pack my bag. Remembering my towel, I can make my way to the pool, I can invest in the belief, but when I arrive at the pool's edge, I have to get in. I can sign up for lessons, I can commit to it, set the time aside, put it on the calendar, but when I show up, I have to step in. If I won't get in, I can't learn to swim, and it's not enough to sit on the side, on the bench, and watch others learn the necessary skills. I have to step in for myself. I have to listen to instruction. I have to try each exercise, each practice, and I have to keep coming to the lessons. Who here took swimming lessons as a kid? All right, many of us, if not all of us. Now the water may not always be perfectly comfortable. Maybe a little too warm or a little too cold. Maybe a tad crowded. I guess we have to set our apparent need for absolute comfort aside and press in. It's the same way in the kingdom. It's the same way in our relationship with the Lord in church, with our brothers and sisters. We have to set our apparent need for absolute comfort aside 
and press in. We have to learn. It's the only way we're going to learn how to swim. Otherwise, when we find ourselves in deep waters, we, our faith, and so on will drown. You can't just make your way to the deep end and jump in. We're not experts when we first come to know Christ. We're growing. We're learning. How can we handle the depths if we won't take the training in the shallows? How can we handle the depths if we can't take the training in the shallows? It's a good thought and a good question to ponder. Ask ourselves. See, I wonder how many people believe in the directive of Christianity like they believe in the directive called swimming. That it's wise to know how to swim. That it can and will save your life. That it can be a lot of fun. That it can help rescue others. Psalm 143 verse 10 reads, Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. How are we going to move forward? How are we going to advance in this life with Jesus? How are we going to increase? How are we going to learn if we won't step in? It's not just enough to buy into the belief of Christianity. We have to step into the relationship. We step into the water. You see, the instructor can call us to the water, but they are not going to grab us and force us in and move our arms and our legs against our very own will. We have to get in. Surrender to the process. Commit beyond the edge. Proverbs 4, verse 11, I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in right paths. The Lord teaching us and leading us. Now, sure, there are a few things we may need to overcome, like fear. It may be scary at first, and that's okay. A healthy fear and respect for the water is a good thing. The truth, I'm going to have to finally just go for it and break the fear with that first step into the water. A lot of people, they don't go far with Jesus Christ. They don't go beyond the, the belief in Christianity, they don't step into a relationship with the Lord because it's unknown territory. There's this mystery to it. Fear holds them back. You're going to have to let go of our fear. There are a few things we may need to overcome, like reluctance, lack of enthusiasm, or Mom and Dad want me to learn to swim. Foot dragging, unwillingness, hesitancy. These will never see us swim. We have to get over our own reluctance in our walk with the Lord, don't we? We have to get over our own reluctance in order to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. We have to get over our own reluctance in order to learn and progress 
grow in understanding and wisdom. We have to get over our own reluctance in order to go deep with God. And we're going to have to learn that because our own reluctance will hold us back each and every time. Others will pass. Others will advance. Our reluctance will keep us at a standstill. Our reluctance may even see us return to the water's edge, shore up our life. We have to overcome some things like like attitude. Call it pride, call it arrogance, call it whatever we like. We are going to have to drop some attitudes if we want to learn. Some personal views. You want to know the truth? Attitudes have a real hard time holding their breath. They simply don't last long. And they too can end up taking us right out of the water. We have to drop some attitudes in order to advance with the Lord, to advance in his kingdom, to advance in church life, to advance with brothers and sisters in the Lord. We have to drop some attitudes. We have to drop some attitudes in order to gain proper doctrine and understanding. We have to drop some attitudes to become holier and more righteous. We have to drop some attitudes. Disbelief is another one. We have to overcome disbelief. Disbelief in the practice of swimming or in the method of training or in the trainer we've received. We have to drop some disbelief even in our walk with the Lord and our relationship with God and in the kingdom. We have to let go of some disbelief. Disbelief is a killer. We have to overcome some things like discomfort. Well, we touched on this one already. I mean, is this all about us? Is this all about us? Is this all about our comfort and the perfect conditions for our perfect training and our perfect swim? We're going to have to let go of comfort if we want to learn. Exodus thirty-three, thirteen. Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. You know, we so desperately need the ways of the Lord. We so desperately need the ways of the Spirit. We have no idea how greatly we need the ways of the Lord, how greatly we need to advance. I'm not talking about desire right now, but we need to advance. We need to get out past the pool deck. We need to step into the water. We need to take the training. We need to advance and go further into the deep and with God. We have no idea how greatly we need that. Sometimes we're waiting for this passion to rise up and this desire, and then we'll go for it. 
And I would say, let's go for it, and we'll see the passion and desire rise up. Sometimes we hold back and we're waiting for it to happen and it never happens because we're self-focused and we're holding on to all these things like attitude and, and our comfort level and on and on down the list. But if we would just let go of some of these things and we'd step in and start to trust the Lord and let him take us deeper and let him teach us the passion and the desire, it'll be taken care of. Isaiah 55, 9, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Why do we need to know his ways and learn his ways and experience his ways and go deep with God? Because his ways will keep us afloat. We need to know all we can. We need to go as deep as we can. Not just say this is enough, I've taken one lesson, that's enough. We're always learning. Deeper and deeper with God. Can I encourage us to show up at the pool with this kind of attitude and demeanor? Like Psalm 86, 10 and 11, as we've already read. For thou art great, and doest wondrous things. Thou art God alone. Teach me thy way. O Lord, I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. Or Psalm 25, 4 and 5. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Psalm 143, verse 10, teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. We're asking the Lord to lead us and take us deeper and teach us. Now, God will take us deeper. That's his desire. But we have to be willing. We have to be willing. Gives us this beautiful thing called free will. We might look at it and say, well, it's not that beautiful. But it is. He allows us to choose how deep we want to go. Every Christian, every person that comes to a relationship, comes to a personal relationship with Jesus, we all decide and determine for ourselves. We can't blame it on anybody else. Nobody close to us. We can't blame it on our upbringing, nothing. When we come to know Jesus Christ, we can't blame it on the demons or whatever we want to say is, is chasing us and following us along into our future with Christ. We have to make the decision on our own. How deep do I want to go with God? How deep do you want to go? How deep? You know, the method is pure, and the practice is pure, and the instruction is pure. The instructor is well able to train us. We just got to surrender to the process. Perhaps we don't see that we're, we're going deeper. We feel like we're at a standstill. Could it be that disbelief has crept in? Or there's belief to a point, and now disbelief is 
hindered us from going further. Attitude, discomfort, fear, reluctance. And God's trying to take us deep. Let's leave these things behind. Let's press on. Ezekiel chapter 47. You can turn there if you'd like. You can read verses 1 to 6. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the front of the temple faced east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. He brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside of the outer gateway that faces east, and there was water running out on the right side. When the man went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits, and he brought me through the waters, and the waters came up to my ankles. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters, and water came up to my knees. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through. The water came up to my waist. Again, he measured 1,000, and it was a river that I could not cross, for the water was too deep, water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. And he said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? There are four stages to this learning how to swim. The Lord wants to take us through these four stages. He wants to see us advance, every single one of us. Verse 3, And when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits, and he brought me through the waters. The water came up to my ankles. You know what this speaks of? This speaks of stability. The Lord wants to teach us stability. He wants to work stability into our ankles. He wants us comfortable in the water. He wants us strong amidst the current. Why do we need stability? In every generation, no matter where we are on the face of the planet, no matter our zip code, every single Christian, every believer needs stability worked into their relationship with the Lord. We don't need unstable Christians. Jesus Christ doesn't need unstable disciples. That's not what he's looking for. He doesn't need unstable people. He needs stability worked into his people. You know, the crazy thing is, until stability is worked into you, you cannot progress. So he comes, and we got to take the teaching and learn the lesson. If we desire to go deeper, if we desire to progress. At the end of the swimming lessons, all the kids get a little certificate with a ribbon. They ran out of ribbons, so I had to go to the desk and request a ribbon for two of the kids. There was this mom in line right in front of me. And she's arguing with the lady. She's saying, look, my kid got this ribbon, and it just says good swimming. 
And the lady said, yeah, your kid didn't pass. She said, what do you mean? She didn't pass. She said, well, look on the, on the card. The teacher highlighted, you know, a very serious exercise this, this child needs to be able to perform in the water. Well, that's ridiculous. The other kids passed. My kid should pass too. The lady said, well, I'm sorry. It doesn't work like that here. And the lady went on and said, well, that's ridiculous. In an unnice manner, with much body language, as only women can do. <laughs> Guys are pretty good at it as well. But with this attitude. And the lady said, listen, I'm not going to endanger your child. This pool will not endanger your child. We are not going to allow your child to advance because your child cannot swim properly. You have to enroll once again in that, that same class. She said whatever and flicked the paper and stormed out. I think sometimes in the kingdom we're just like, we should all advance whether we learn the lessons or not. doesn't matter. We live in a day and age where everybody gets a passing grade, sadly. It's just not right. It's not the way it works. Guess what? It's not the way it works at Jesus' pool. Some pass in advance and some don't. Some have to take the lessons over again. You ever had to take a lesson over again? Just didn't make it. We argue, and he said, look, I highlighted it on the back of the little card. He needs to work stability into us. Verse 4, again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters, and the water came up to my knees. You know what this speaks of? Prayer. The water needs to touch our knees and affect our needs. It speaks of prayer. We can't learn right without prayer. Maybe we didn't realize that the knees were that important. And I just say tonight, my, do we need prayer. How do we expect to advance and go deep with God in this relationship if we don't pray? How do you go deep in relationship if you don't communicate with the person? How do we expect to go deep in relationship with Jesus if we never talk to him? If we don't pray, if we don't communicate with him, if we don't pour out ourselves and allow him to pour into us, how do we expect to go deep? Verse 4, again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through in the water. Came up to my waist. This here speaks of fruitfulness and fruit bearing. Here we are going deeper with the Lord. He's bringing us to the fruit bearing level, the parts of the body between the hips and the lower ribs, especially regarded as the seat of physical strength and generative power, the reproductive area. The Lord is desiring that we, we get stability worked into us and then we get prayer and we're we're teaming out. We're going deeper with him, and he's leading us out into this life of fruitfulness. I ask a question tonight. 
Do you believe that the Lord desires fruitfulness for our lives? How fruitful? Very. Matthew 7, 16. Ye shall know them by their fruits. John 15, 8. Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. The Lord is concerned with fruitfulness. In our lives, in our relationship with Him, our Christian walk, that it would be fruitful for His glory, to bring honor to His name. Listen to those words here in, is my Father glorified? Is that not our desire to glorify our Father? Luke 6, for every tree is known by his own fruit. We'd like to be known by the communal fruit, wouldn't we? Let's just come check out the overall orchard and The Lord's coming and he sees every person, every life. And his word says, for every tree is known by his own fruit. Not by somebody else's or somebody close to us. Not our spouse, our mother, our father, our grandmother. Every tree is known by its own fruit. We are definitely called to bear fruit. You don't think you're called? You are called to bear fruit. John 15, 16, ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go forth and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. We have been ordained. We have been chosen to bear fruit. We're actually commissioned by the Lord to go forth and bear fruit. Water to our waist. In Ezekiel 47, verse 5, reads again, he measured 1,000. And it was a river that I could not cross, for the water was too deep. Water in which one must swim. A river that could not be crossed. Verse 5 of this account, this vision speaks to us of the vast supply of the Spirit. There is a vast supply of the Spirit. The Spirit can never be used up. God can never be used up. You can't simply walk. You have no choice but to swim. The vast supply of the Spirit, the vast supply of God is our portion But do we want to go that deep? Do we want to learn the lessons of stability and learn the practice of prayer and go deeper and cry out that the Lord would teach us and lead us into a fruitful life and that that fruitful life, we'd even go further than that. And as we're bearing fruit, we'd go deeper and deeper and deeper with God to the vast supply of the Holy Spirit.
It's a river so deep you cannot cross it. You cannot walk. It's too deep. You can swim your whole life and there will still be more. You never have to worry, will there be enough of God in my life or will I make it? If you keep swimming, that's the faith response to the Lord. There is a vast supply. You can never exhaust the supply. There is more than enough of the Spirit for your entire life. There is more than enough of God for your entire lifetime. It's a supply that never ends. There's always a deeper depth with the Lord. This pool does not end. This river does not end. It leads us out into eternity. We can go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper with the Lord, but how deep do you want to go? I think there's some that they just want to learn stability in the shallows. That's enough. Just learn to handle the shallows. So when I go on vacation, head to the pool with family, I can just wade in a little bit. I just ask tonight how deep. How deep. Let's not get into questions and dialogue like, how often does that mean I have to come to church? Or how often does that mean I have to pray? How often do I have to worship? How often do I have to read my Bible? How often, how often, how often? I just ask you. How deep you decide. We all decide. Every tree is known by its fruit. Let's have the worship team come. I just want to encourage us tonight. Let's advance and become advanced. It looks like a life built on stability and prayer and fruitfulness and a craving and longing for the deep. George Whitfield said these words, and I believe we have it tonight on the screen. Press forward. Do not stop. Do not linger in your journey, but strive for the mark set before you. Press forward. Do not stop. Do not linger in your journey, but strive the mark set before you. Don't linger. Don't stop. Why linger? Why stop? Strive. That's what the Word calls us to. That's what the Bible calls us to, to strive, to press on, to press forward, to have this burning desire to, to move on. Go deeper and deeper and deeper with God. Is there anything holding us back tonight? Or anything we need to let go of? Or anything we need to overcome? I just want to encourage us all. At this point right now, 
It all might be great. We're advancing. But you know what the enemy would love to come and do? Even as the years go on and as we progress, the enemy would love to come and sow things into us like disbelief. And then all of a sudden, everything's uncomfortable. It's amazing how he does that in church. <laughs> now, we don't even have to talk about things like volume and lights and on and on and on, but for some reason in our first world country, these things divide people. Where in the third world, they don't. The enemy would come to sow fear into us in our walk with the Lord. Reluctance at some point, like enough is enough. Whether we just quit swimming and take to the bench because, you know, we, we've swam for so long. We've been bearing fruit and we've been swimming for decades now. Isn't it time that we can just relax? Well, no. No. That's for when we hit eternity. Until that point, stability, prayer, fruitfulness, vast supply of the Spirit, deeper and deeper. Let's stand tonight. I'm just going to lift this up in closing. Of course, if you need prayer, feel free to come. If you don't know the Lord, you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, just respond to Him right now. Cry out. Ask Him to come and lead you and guide you. Be the Lord and Savior of your life. She sing these words tonight. We'll close in prayer. Amen.